Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, Caroline Foran. This week, I am honing in specifically on exam anxiety. It's that time of year, whether you're a student or you have exams of any kind at any stage or age, this is a fear with which we are all familiar. I know I still have nightmares about them myself. I wake up in floods of sweat, but what can we do to manage this anxiety that can be pretty much unavoidable around exams to give us the tools we need, as well as the mindset tweaks that will really make a difference. I'm joined by Mary Bradley. Mary specializes in teen well-being. She has been a secondary school teacher for 10 years and she's also a trained breathwork and meditation instructor and life coach. So she just really gets it on both sides. With online workshops and meditation classes, Mary helps students to sit their exams feeling calm, focused and prepared. And she also just has the most divine, soothing Letterkenny Donegal accent. So listening alone will surely downregulate your stress response here. Another Another really helpful resource for exam anxiety would also be to tap into some of my owning it real-time audio guides which you can access in the episode notes. In the meantime I hope you enjoy this chat. Mary thank you so much for for joining me on Owning It the Anxiety podcast it's a pleasure to have you here all the way from Letterkenny. All the way from Letterkenny I'm absolutely delighted to be here thank you so much for inviting me on. Of course, no, my pleasure. And we have been in touch over Instagram uh, because you have created some really helpful resources around people facing exam anxiety, students, I, I guess, um, leaving search age in, in, in particular. Um, we're going to talk about the very tangible anxiety that is that feeling of coming up to exams. And um, we're at the time of year now where that's, you know, we're at that time for a lot of people. Um, but before we get into how to manage that and why exam anxiety can be such a trigger for people, Tell me a little bit about you and what you do and how you've wound up kind of focusing on this particular area. I'm a secondary school teacher as well. So I guess I I just see teenagers facing into this all the time. And it just seems to be like kids maybe who never who who never would have experienced anxiety in any other area of their life. Suddenly exam season is upon them and everybody's talking about the leaving cert and the CAO and the points race and getting into courses and that anxiety really can be quite crippling then it just kind of appears out of nowhere so for it's for a lot of people it can just be one of those things that can just stand in the way of you know six years of really hard work and then the next thing you know your your brain your body's not cooperating and you're you're facing this exam anxiety and it can scupper your chances then so that's one thing that I came across just in my own teaching is just that you know kids who maybe never experienced it before and then coming across the exams it just spikes and then um so I just I just have such compassion for them and empathy because you can see over the six years how hard they've worked and then on exam day then it just doesn't work out for them um and then so I went off and studied then um breath work and meditation and mindfulness and all and I I've also studied life coaching as well and I just there was so much information there that I was like this can all really help teenagers and some of it is so simple and so some of it is just about 
really what's understanding what's going on in your body and your mind and using that information just as another tool like you would a mind map or like you would a study technique is using this as part of your routine now to get you closer to where you want to be especially in terms of exams and I remember actually I was thinking because I was thinking about all of this the last day and I remember listening to the very first episode of your podcast mm. and you talk about your experience with anxiety as a teenager and my heart was just breaking for you and it just gave me such an understanding of what the teens in front of me are facing because a lot of the time you don't see it like I work with girls and a lot of the time they're very good at masking what's going on and you know you could you could have a conversation with somebody someday and you realize they've been dealing with this for a couple of years and but they've hidden it so well so listening to your podcast as well and I always recommend that to teenagers who like come to me talking about anxiety it's just that it's such it can be such a tangible thing and it can just be so overwhelming and just having a few simple tools as you come up to your exams can be really helpful so that's kind of where I suppose just my work with teenagers and then working on breath work and meditation it's all kind of come together into yeah this work on exam anxiety I think you know to actually address exam anxiety would require a complete reform of the system where you know you've got these six years of putting in effort and you know being maybe a very diligent capable student and suddenly this all comes down to this one horrible crescendo of of pressure and we can't in this conversation change that it's really unfortunate because it really only suits people who are good under massive pressure and I mean, I'm not one of those people and, and like can just retain a lot of information in their brain at one time. It doesn't, it's not reflective of anyone's particular, um, you know, skill or what they've, what they actually have learned or what they know. And it's really unfortunate and it's a really, really valid reason to feel anxious. So f- to start with, I want anyone listening to know that you don't have to get to a point where you don't feel anxious about exams. I, I don't know anyone who doesn't feel anxious about them. It's a huge amount of pressure. It's, it's far too much pressure than anyone should have to experience. So we can't change that. But what we can do is say, okay, it's very, very normal to feel anxious around that. And okay, well, what can we do within that framework? What can we actually do? What can we control in this situation? We can't control the way it's done um, at a, a systemic level. Um, I remember just to give listeners my experience, um, and I kind of only remembered this recently once once we decided we were going to have this chat Um because I think a lot of the time when I talk about my own experience of anxiety, I really focus on my 20s because that was when I really like hit a wall with it. But actually, like you say, like it was so much there in my teenage years. And I remember I it was the mocks. So the the exams you do before the leaving are the kind of prep ones. Um, I at the time, how it manifested for me was always stomach trouble. I didn't really connect the dots between anxiety and, and, and tummy issues. I didn't even. I don't even think I opened that window in my head of, are you anxious about this? It was just, I don't feel well. I don't feel well. I don't feel well. And I remember getting to such a point. I think I, I think I had like a full blown panic attack and I ended up having to do one of my mock exams in a classroom with a teacher on my own because I couldn't bear to be in that big hall or auditorium with everyone. That, that to me was just too much pressure because I was afraid that I would be sick. So they very kindly accommodated me, but I remember feeling so othered and so, like, God, what is wrong with me? And it was such a horrible, you know, you feel the social pressure enough as is at that age. Um, and and everyone's like, what's what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I just, I don't know. I just need to like be on my own in this room. And I got through it and I got through the leaving search as well. But oh my God, like, I just remember that anxiety so much of feeling like, you know, everything is building towards this moment. Um, From a teacher's perspective, I would love to start by, trying to just dispel this myth if it if you think it is that everything is riding on this because there are so many different paths now to you know my no one ever asks me what I got my leaving cert no one even asks me about my my degree in college now that's the kind of field of work I'm in where it's not as like my husband is an engineer and he very much needed to you know get into a certain get points to get into a certain college and everything um but it's not as a teacher would you want to reassure students that it's it's not the pinnacle of their value and worth. Yeah. So there's a couple of things on that, actually. And I just want to go back to what you said there about 
it's perfectly natural to have exam anxiety. So anxiety at a certain level is actually quite helpful, especially when it comes to exams, because it serves a purpose to keep us, you know, anxiety is there as a really old system in our bodies to protect us and also to motivate us and prepare us. Um, so there's this graph. So for anybody listening, if you want to look it up, it's the Yerkes dodson um, bell curve. And it shows us that if your anxiety or your stimulus levels are really, really low, that your performance level is also really low. And then if you get up to kind of like a low to moderate um, level of anxiety, that's where your performance is actually the highest. So if you are going into your exam and you have a wee flutter in your tummy or you're feeling a wee bit anxious, that's good. That is there to serve you. That is there to keep you motivated during your exam. It has probably been there to prepare you as well as you've studied. Um, and then if we go, but then obviously then as we go to the other end of the site, the graph and your anxiety or your arousal level is really, really high. That's where your performance dips again. So it's just just to know that to have a certain level of anxiety is actually it is it is helpful well I think already that helps take the pressure off because the goal like we say it's not to go from anxious to not anxious at all it's to go from anxiety to the point that it's debilitating just back to optimal anxiety and there is such a thing so it's just taking it down a couple of notches where yes the anxiety is still there but it's anxiety that is working for you that is actually propelling you forward it's the fear that you can turn into your fuel and so it's not it's not like a lobotomy that's required here it's just some specific tools and an acceptance of a certain level of anxiety that's a lot more doable exactly and it's not as if like like I teach meditation and mindfulness and all that and it's not as if we're expecting anybody to be floating into an exam like this it's you know you you want to be relaxed but you want to be focused and prepared as well so that's just one thing that I think it's important for them to know but going back to what you said there about the the leave insert and it, you know for a lot of like you were saying there like for somebody going on to study engineering it is a really high stakes exam and unfortunately our education system in a lot of schools the conversation is all about the leave insert it's all about the cao and it's all about up here i don't know there's a lot of talk about ucas as well i don't know if it's as common down in uh dublin but um it's 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 a overwhelming conversation that kind of starts from the beginning of fifth year and your whole um education is leading up to this point and I think in that in itself can be a real source of anxiety, especially for kids who are really high achievers, because their identity, their self sense of self-value, self-worth comes from that academic achievement. And this, of course, the leave insert is like the, the pinnacle of assessment whenever it comes to that. So that can be really, really hard that that sense of your self-value and your identity is being assessed. And tested in that way so that can be really anxiety inducing on that I have like a recurring dream now where I wake up or in my dream I'm like back in school and I'm in and around fifth or sixth year but it's like oh my god you haven't been going to class oh my god the exam is coming up you don't even know any of the material and it's so real and vivid and visceral and it's this feeling of if you don't put in that work and get that exam where what how can you be showing up to work or how you know so that belief that it was the be all and end all was sort of has been so ingrained in us to the point that I'm like 35 this month and I'm still my subconscious is still coming up with it in the middle of the night that fear of oh my god you've got an exam you know it's so it's it's a it's can carry on into adulthood for sure Caroline I still have those dreams as well like I still would think and I I work in the school that I did my leave insert in that I went to and I have all these dreams that the leave insert's coming up and I can't find my timetable or I can't remember anything that I've studied or like all these things so like like you like I'm nearly 34 and still those those it just has a it's like the leave insert just has a grip over you all these years later but um yeah like it we're so lucky in this day and age and it's kind of a hangover of uh, COVID as well is that so much information and so many opportunities for learning are have moved online now as well and um, there's so many I think I think people need to recognize obviously the value of formal education like having a degree or having your master's or whatever is really really important but there are so many ways into into it as well 
like you can start off maybe by exploring your interests a little bit like online there are so many diploma courses you can do like the center of excellence or you know there's just such a variety and that can be really healthy to for on your year out to like some of those courses come up and they could be you know they could they could be 20 euro if you get a good deal on them and it could help you explore an interest maybe that you didn't have before so it's kind of affording yourself that little bit of time you know if the leave insert doesn't work out in the way that you wanted then there are so many other opportunities for learning, for fostering an interest in something else. And you never know where it's going to lead you. Like I I went off to UCD at the age of, I had literally just turned 18, didn't have a notion what I wanted to do. And I never would have imagined myself going on to teach and then going on to study breath work and meditation and all of that. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's so much value in exploring education outside of the formal setting as well and I just I've really really learned that in the last couple of years obviously there's great value in the formal as well like obviously if you're going to become an engineer or to do teaching as well I have to you know follow certain steps but it's been a lot of a lot of students now are opting to take a year out as well which is brilliant and again that's such a year for exploration again to know yourself and maybe by the end of that year you'll have um you know discovered a new interest or discovered a different pathway and there are so many careers now that exist outside of those formal degrees and if you are if you have um you know missed the mark to get into that course there are so many access courses as well access courses so explore your local ITs or ATUs as well and they have so many brilliant access courses that can offer you a backdoor into the course that you want to do and there's loads of those online as well so get in touch with like your local careers guidance counsellors um or even in your school as well like go in and ask they will know all the back doors into all the courses like it is it is a high stakes exam but there are there are so many ways to become successful outside of the leaving cert so it sounds like what a really good tip for managing the anxiety around the pressure of that final exam would be to allow yourself to think of the worst case scenario because you're thinking, oh my God, I can't, I can't fail this or I can't not get those points or I can't miss this mark. Well, what if you did? Let's troubleshoot that. Let's map out what are the alternatives? What is another route into this? And like have that conversation with your family, get their support. Because I think as well, like I think, I mean, I myself would have just put myself under a huge amount of pressure, but a lot of people are feeling the pressure from their parents or maybe they were super high achievers and maybe there's a lot of pressure there. So it's a, it's a, the in managing the anxiety around exams I think it needs to be a conversation and it needs to be you know there needs to be a lot of compassion and understanding there from the parental side so I hope that you know it's par- parents listening to this as well um but but like having a having a roadmap of a few different avenues and also just really the the awareness of and you can't know this until you're doing it but like people's a lot of people's careers and work take many different shapes and forms and ebbs and flows and you know we go into university or whatever we do when we leave school thinking this is the path we're setting ourselves on and so many people end up in places they never would have imagined so for me what helped when I didn't really know like people were talking about things like biochemistry and I was like how do we even know what that is when we're in school like we just do like standard science like where are people getting mechanical engineering I just was like I just there's like art and music and history um so I kind of asked myself like how would I like to spend my time as opposed to thinking about what's the best career? It was like, how do I want to spend my first few years of my twenties? What course would align with something that I might actually enjoy? And that's how I kind of figured out what I wanted to do in those first few years. Um, But yeah, so I think a roadmap for a way around it, like a plan B, a backup plan, but also um, an awareness that just because you go down down one route doesn't mean you won't find yourself going down different avenues at a, at a later point. So it doesn't have to be, it's not a gun to your head saying this is your career for the, for the rest of your life. Go with what you think you would like to do and then be open to the fact that, that might change. Exactly. Because the choices that you make as well when you're 18 are very different to like, the, is, is, they're going to be different to what you want your life to be like in your 30s like at 18 you might think you want all these things and that's perfectly natural as well you know we change we grow as we get older and it's being open to that I think like letting letting opportunities come to you and jumping on them whenever they come 
and like you might go off to university to study whatever and then your master's might take you in a totally different direction or you might go off and study a little diploma online and that could be the birth of your amazing success as well so it's just there's so many opportunities out there and I think it's a really important thing for parents to know as well because probably the generation before mine um the you know life was a little bit more straightforward then it was especially like looking back at my parents like it was you know you go to go to secondary school you get your degree by your early 20s you are in your job and you're there then for the rest of your life but life has changed now like people like you said there the ebb and flow is amazing that people have now people drift in and out of different careers and different seasons of their lives so what you might desperately want now at the age of 18 and will become might be completely different to what you end up with in your 30s or 40s or whatever absolutely so it's it's just it's just it's like it's just a moment in time and it's not entirely it's not reflective of your value or your identity or how amazing you are it's you know it's a moment in time it's a measure of what what's in your head how much you've remembered on that day ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So... I guess from what you're saying then right now we're talking about stepping back and looking at the bigger picture and managing that kind of bigger lifelong big choice anxiety at the significance of this this exam and if you you know that's a conversation you can have with you know your friends or your teachers or um your your parents hopefully and then it's really about drilling down into okay but we still have to get through this exam so how are we going to manage that before we get there do you find that there is are your students for example um are they having difficulty with pressure external pressure maybe from parents and stuff so I think it's a real combination I think um it always like I feel it can come from so many different areas so it can be definitely can come from parents and I think it's really important for parents to let their kids parents or guardians to let their kids know their expectations, that their expectations are, we are going to be proud of you no matter what results you achieve. We think you're amazing. We're proud of you anyway, no matter what. And sometimes it can be, you know, students can tell themselves that their parents have these really, really high expectations when in actual fact, maybe they don't. And the parent just wants them to be happy and just wants them to get through the exams um, so it's having that conversation just to be clear, because there's a huge connection between um, the expectations of a parent and the anxiety that the student feels. So having that wee conversation, just being like, you know, we know you're working really hard and we know these exams mean a lot to you, but we're proud of you no matter what. Um, another thing I find as well is it can come from their peers as well. So whoever you're in class with, you know, comparing their results comparing um what they're doing in the future what courses they want to do or how many points so 
I would try to stick to what's going on for your journey, where you want to go and what's important to you, what subjects you thrive at. Just because you're not doing well in a certain subject doesn't mean that you're not thriving in another. So I think a lot of pressure can come from the peer group as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can it can just also come from within themselves as well. It can be just this internal thing that they're that they're carrying and they're not really sure where it's coming from. Um, because I like at parent teacher meetings or in talks with parents, you meet so many parents who are who describe students who are under a lot of pressure or feeling a lot of anxiety, but it's not coming from them. They just they don't understand and they want to help. Um, so they're and also it depends on the school that you're in as well. Like some schools um, will will just put a lot of pressure on students or students will just feel that pressure, whether it's kind of put on them or not. So it can come from so many areas. OK, now let's get into the actual exam. Um, that's the unavoidable part. And this could be like relevant, not just to leaving cert or um, that second level education. This could be anyone, you know, a mature student. Like if I was to go back now and study, the fear I'd have about exams, because I feel so out of the loop and out of practice with that kind of um, way of learning. When you're gearing up towards an exam, I feel like there's always two kinds of people, people who relaxed and then crammed or people who were like, you know, slow and steady wins the race and like, in your experience is it does it help or hinder the anxiety to like overload yourself with information in the days leading up to an exam I would avoid doing that yeah so in the days leading up to your exam you want to you kind of want to have that little balance you want to be refreshing as opposed to taking on lots of new information so if you have like a nice bank of like whatever works for you like your mind maps or your brainstorms or your graphic organizers all of those notes, I would ha- like all the like as compressed as you can have them at this stage. Um, I would be using those now as refreshers. So try to avoid cramming and taking on anything new because generally when we're cramming, we are under pressure and your brain is not going to take on information in the most efficient way um, whenever you're cramming. So when you're cramming, you're under pressure, you're probably tired, your brain is not performing at its best. So like that I think that like you said there the slow and steady a consistent and even now like we're at the start of May it's not too late to kind of build in those those nice study patterns now I know sometimes people be like oh it's May now that's it I'm screwed I'm done but it's not the case you still have lots of time it's just about studying smart and being efficient um and the day before your exam I would yeah be using those things like those refreshers try to avoid taking on anything new I would maybe have a little routine for your day so that you're not like pacing nervously, that you're not just watching the clock go by, that you're not sitting around doing nothing. So maybe plan a few nice things. Maybe it could be just as simple as getting out for a walk to the beach. Um, hopefully the leaving cert weather will appear. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be just maybe preparing a nice meal. It could be chatting with your friends. It's about having things going on that are going to keep you kind of nice and relaxed but you don't want to avoid everything altogether. So I would have a couple of things that you can refresh. Another thing I know I said about chatting with friends there, but another thing that I would avoid in the days coming up to your exams are the group chats because they can get into a bit of a frenzy when they're so, if you're in a group chat with like, say maybe your your maths class or whatever, it can be a little bit frenzied in there because you're, you're going to be taking on what everybody else is feeling. And, you know, your level of preparation is going to be different to somebody else's or different to what somebody else is even saying. So just because somebody is saying something doesn't mean that it's necessarily true. And you can end up feeding into and comparing to everybody else then. Or also on that note, you could start to compare and say, oh, I'm not as anxious as I should be. Or, oh, that person's not anxious. Why am I this way? And see, we didn't have any of that when we were going through it. Like we didn't have WhatsApp. We didn't have social media. And it was like (laughs) hard enough as is without it. But that's a whole other level of, you know, the comparison, the social comparison element is going to fuel the anxiety. Like I have all my, my groups muted all the time, like as a rule. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's it's just another little place where, especially if you're feeling anxious, it's another place where you can take a little bit of control is just not feeding into that. And as well, like because I suppose I felt that maybe when I was standing outside exams like that, I didn't have the WhatsApp groups. 
or the Snapchat groups or whatever. But it was when I was standing outside in the exam, everybody's like, did you study this? Did you study that? Oh, my God. I didn't. And everybody's up to Heido. And you can go into the exam then, you know, haven't you haven't done all your preparation and done all your relaxations and looking at all your thoughts and being as prepared as possible. And somebody could just say something that throws you off. So it's just being mm-hmm. aware of what you receive what you take on from other people as well and just taking you know having a wee boundary for yourself there as well just taking control I listened uh, religiously in those before an exam or in between if you had two exams in one day I listened to um, a pianist called Ludovico Einaudi who I'm actually going to see tomorrow um, and I, I used to play piano and I actually learned a lot of his music as well and it just that was my little rule. It was like, I listen to this. It's soothing, calming music. And I don't care if anyone thinks I'm being rude because we all have our own little way of coping right now. And to me, that was, it worked for me. I mean, for someone else, it could be listening to Beyonce, you know, feeling like really empowered and really strong, but something that is your thing, like built having your little routine um, in the in the hours and days and even moments leading up to it is is really important. Talk about that outside the exam hall as you're about to go in then. Is that where you're going to turn to your breath work? Yeah, so or you could even have it done earlier on than that. So breath work, can, breath work and muscle relaxations, they can serve as a great tool even when you're about to sit down and study because I think it's like over 40% of kids feel anxious even at the thought of studying. So bringing in those tools really early, like when you're about to sit down and study. So the box breath is a really good one because it it does exactly what you need it to do. It relaxes you, but it also keeps you alert and focused as well. So some breath, some breath work exercises can make you kind of sleepy or, mm-hmm. you know, too, a little bit too relaxed to be sitting down to study then. So the breath or the box breathing is a really good one. So you're really simply just breathing in for four, holding for four, out for four and holding again for four. So it's just the shape of a box. And often I just kind of, like make the little box as I'm doing it so it keeps me on track um another great one is it's a it's a muscle relaxation exercise so it's kind of like a body scan but you're actually physically um I would start with your toes and your feet you tighten the muscles for three seconds and you really feel that tightness squeeze it as hard as you can and then let it go and by doing that you're bringing the tension into your body to release it so you're learning how to release tension and learning to relax your body and that's another great one and again that's something you could be doing really subtly um you know in the car on the bus standing outside the exam even in the exam if you need to take a wee minute to yourself um so the box breath the muscle relaxation another great one is the balloon breath so it's like you visualize yourself as a balloon so sometimes it can be if you're in an anxious moment it can be hard to concentrate even on the counting of the box breath so this one is just a visualization so it's just imagining your body growing and expanding as you fill up with air and then shrinking again as you breathe out so it's just really simply breathing in deeply and letting go with a long exhale and that's a really really helpful one as well and these things I would be doing before you sit down to study as well so the best time to like these are breath work meditation mindfulness it's all a skill it's all something that you need to practice it's something that you need to be consistent with you're learning how to become relaxed and focused so it's like anything else it's like learning your maths or your English you're not just going to do it for the first time on the day of your exam Mm -hmm. so the ideal time to do it um is to start when you are kind of you know already relaxed or not feeling incredibly anxious so before you sit down to study or when you're trying to wind down at nighttime, I'd be practicing those things um, and try to be as consistent with them as you can and doing them in the same t- same time and the same place every day will help you establish that routine. And even doing that for seven days, they've looked at um, brain scans of people who have meditated even for seven days and the, you know, they can see the changes in the brain and meditation, breath work with it makes you feel relaxed but it also really helps you to focus so sometimes people think that you know mindfulness and breath work and meditation all those things it's about clearing your mind entirely pushing away all of your thoughts and not dealing with them and that's not the case it's about becoming really really focused so you can let your thoughts come to you 
And especially when you're feeling anxious, pushing down your thoughts is not the answer. You know, let those thoughts come to you. Take a wee roll call. Who's there running about causing chaos? And, you know, recognize them, let them be there and then say, okay, you can move on now. I'm going back to my breath. So it's about becoming really, really focused. And of course, being focused as you study, as you do your homework, sitting in an exam, it's a really, really helpful technique. So the breath work helps you relax. It lets your brain know that you're safe, that you're, you know, there's not, there's no threat here, but it also teaches you to focus as well. So the breath work, the meditations, mindfulness, all of those things are so, so helpful as you come up to exams. Um, another little breath work technique that's really, really simple, really easy. Um, if you are in that moment where you're, you know, you don't think you're going to be able to access maybe the box breath or you're not going to be able to access the, the balloon breath because they're too slow or too. So another a really, really simple one is just two breaths in and one breath out. So and you can start off with that breath quite quickly um, because I know your breath will probably be a little bit rushed and shallow if you're feeling anxious. But as you do maybe five or 10 or more of those breaths, it will start to slow down and it will send those signals to your brain that there's no threat here. I'm OK. And if you cannot access your breath, um, if you can't, you know, if you can't even bring your concentration there, a great thing to do is to just get up and leave the exam center and go out and um, run your run your wrists under the cold water in the bathroom. Or if there's like a first aid nearby, you know, those ice packs that you snap um, just squeeze them. So that that like shock of cold will help your heart rate settle as well. And then you'll be able to do your breath and then you'll be able to you know send all those signals up to your brain that I'm safe. There's no threat here. Let's concentrate. Let's focus. So those are some really simple techniques. And if you go onto my Instagram, they're all there as well. They're really effective, though. I mean, often the most simplest thing is that yeah. you need it to be simple in that moment. You don't you can't really tap into something super, super complicated. Um, you, you mentioned there, you know, standing up and leaving the auditorium or leaving the exam hall for a moment. I think that's really useful to know that you have permission to do that. It doesn't just have to be a toilet break. Like if you need to just yeah. go out and just take a breath you can is like I presume you can you still can and go back in so yeah. if you if you need to go out and do your breath and come back in do it you're yeah. not chained there's no gun to your head you're not chained to that desk and yeah. all of this is there to help you know if roundabout way set you up for the life that you want it's not the exams uh, as much as we start to think about them this way it's not a punishment you know so if you just try and keep in mind of the point of it all as well when you're in that moment um mm-hmm. And hopefully by then, you know, you've you've put in the work. Um, if someone is listening to this saying, I have not put in the work and I'm completely panicked and I avoided it and I, okay, I regret that now. What's their best bet to managing that anxiety? Should they still give it a shot? Because I know, um, like, I remember some people just having a complete wobble and just not turning up to an exam. I would say, yeah, try to, I would look at the thoughts that are coming up for you. Um, and think about or try to identify what's going on in those thoughts. Like, are you catastrophizing? Are you looking at the absolute worst case scenario and ignoring everything else? Is it a complete all or nothing thought? Is it that like, I'm just going to fail completely. So there's no point. Um, So it's looking at those thoughts that are there, recognizing, okay, that's what I'm doing here. And if you still are feeling and, and challenging those thoughts as well, because our brain loves evidence so if you challenge those thoughts um, and say, okay, well, just because my, like maybe one part of your, your journey hasn't worked out, but, you know, maybe you still have attended even 50% of your classes. You've done a good bit of your homework. You've been there for some of your exams. All of that is going to work in your favor. So it's acknowledging that you have done work and because sometimes if you feel like you're not going to get the absolute top mark, then you might just feel like there's no point. But yeah. it's all about progress, not perfection. And especially in the Leaving Cert, perfection is so hard to come by. Like I know that I'm not sure what the statistics are in other subjects, but when it comes to English, like 4%, they give, they they will only give like 4% of students a H1. Wow. Like that's, you know, that's, 
that's what they allow. And if there are too many, then they'll knock everybody down. So it's just, it's a horrible, horrible system, but I'll not get started on that now. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, kind of recognizing, well, so if you feel like it's all or nothing, um, or you feel like you're dismissing the positive or you're trying to tell what's ha- going to happen in the future, looking at those thoughts, challenging them a little bit, and then seeing okay is it still a valid thought am I still completely unable to do this exam and you know it is it is an option to to buy out and repeat but also I would if if, you know if you if you are in a journey where you're going to need the leave insert I would go in and do the exam and learn from the process Mm -hmm. you know the exam papers how you set an exam learn from you know how you cope in that environment um look well, at where the gaps doesn't. yeah look at the gaps in your knowledge so you can learn for the next time like the examiner is there to give you marks really and they're going to try their best to pass you yeah so i would go, if if you are feeling like you have any ounce of information in your head i would go in and sit the exam and you know you can get to like i know that everybody always says sit on till the end but if you you know if you've gone in and you've put everything down that you possibly can put down you can still leave and it's that's for somebody who is feeling like that somebody who is feeling like they don't even want to go into the exam at all it's a good option to know that at a certain point I can't remember now exactly the time but at a certain point you can leave Mm -hmm. so and I know teachers and all sorts of people will be like what are you saying they have to sit till the end they should always sit till the end but for somebody who's in that mindset where they're thinking I don't want to be in there at all whatsoever yeah they're you know you can go in get down whatever you can get down and you'd be surprised what might come up for you what you know especially in the short questions in different papers and as well I know for a lot of courses now they do have the um a lot of project work and subjects like home ec and geography they have those things and for Irish and French or whatever they have their orals so for a lot of subjects they'll have you know a certain amount of marks going in so it's just getting over that line then to to pass and even if you don't pass sure like you said like it's not the end of the world like what what is the worst possible outcome here and and will you be able for it and you can look at that explore all of that so it's about using it maybe if if you don't see it as um if you don't see it as something that you're going to be successful in then use it as a learning tool really use good it. advice yeah use it to see because a lot of like you're not going to get through life without facing situations that are going to make you anxious so even if you're not going to be sitting doing exams you're going to be doing probably probably at some stage you're going to be doing job interviews or presentations or your driving test all of those are really high pressure anxiety inducing environments and learning how you cope with them is a really great experience as well so true before I let you go um is there a helpful strategy if you're anxious about how to approach the paper itself like we would just think to start at the start and work your way through it but it does it help to kind of like go to the area that you feel the most comfortable with first and to kind of almost ease yourself in, get the get the wheels rolling? Yeah, um, I would I suppose it's different for different papers. Um, and I would go to your like for English, there are certain things like the paper paper one for the leaving search in English. One mistake that a lot of people make is they do their question A and their question B off the same text, which will you have to do it off different ones and so many people make that mistake so go to your teacher and make sure that you are listening to their advice because the teachers know the layout of these papers inside out so make sure that you're taking on that advice um and just be caught like you can the the exam papers are online as far back as you can as you can see and also you probably have bought the book of exam papers familiarize yourself with them as much as possible Another thing that I really recommend is becoming um, familiar with the timing as well. So I know I would always give you know particular advice on how to answer or how much time to spend on different questions depending um, depending on their value. So looking at that, and I know in English now there's no real short questions, but ask your teacher what's the best time to do the short questions. Some people, some subjects they might say leave those till the end, 
or some might say get them done to start off with um but it's taking on the advice of your teacher because your teacher is going to know the timing they're going to know how much you should be writing for each one and they're going to know the layout of those exam papers inside and out so just being really familiar and you know what that's a nice thing to do even the day before the exam um now not for the first time but for a nice refresher is to go through the exam papers go through the layouts so for this question how much time do I need to spend on it and how much um how much should I be writing for this so it's just refreshing because all of that is really precious knowledge as well as the content that you're studying yeah um so another thing that I would recommend then is a brain dump so as soon as you go into the exam whether whatever kind of piece of paper they've given you first write down whether it's your equations your definitions your quotes whatever it is whatever it is you're worried about forgetting write it down straight away and then it's there and you can come back to it at any point during the paper then mm-hmm. so that's a real like uh, just a pure memory dump just get everything down if you're worried about forgetting it write it down straight away and it's it's there for you as a wee security when you co- go on through the exam then um and it can be useful to um it can be useful to start with something that's that you're strong in because you know it gives you that wee boost of confidence and it lets you know yeah I'm here to do this and I can do it um and Another thing as well, when you're feeling anxious, you know, your concentration can waver a little bit, your focus can waver and you might misread the question. So I know this sounds like the simplest thing and I've been, you know, you get drills in since first year, but just underlining the keywords in a question, it is so simple, but it can really just keep you focused because you can so easily like, and it's understanding your brain is going to do that no matter, you know, of course you can read you're at your leaving search of course you know what the question means but in the in that moment your yeah. brain might just be doing its own wee thing and just underlining those keywords will help keep you focused that's so important I mean I even notice myself these days if I'm anxious I or if I'm stressed and busy and like I've done it so many times where I've like misread I'm like I can read but I've misread like the date and time of an event and turned up like a week early and it's like, okay, why does this keep happening to me? Oh, okay, you've been really stressed out. So your brain, like you say, can have a mind of its own. So that like basic, though it may seem, is really, really good advice. Um, yeah. It's all really, really helpful. And I really hope that p- people listening to this feel, okay, I've got some strategies and approaches now, as well as an awareness of the bigger picture of the significance of it. Um, where can people find you for to access all of those um, breathing exercises and just more resources? Yeah, um, so marybradley.ie is my website. So there's a few meditations on there and relaxation exercises. And then there are, um, there's lots more little things like little, uh, exercise you can do on my Instagram as well which is marybradley.ie amazing um, yeah and one just final thing that I always yeah. think it's really important for them to know is that from research I think it was 2017 63% of Irish students feel anxious about their exams despite being well prepared okay. so I just think it's really important for them to know that because when you feel anxious it can be so isolating. You can feel so alone. You can feel like you're the only one experiencing this and that's not the case. Um, so it's just really, really important. And to know that even with like everything that we've talked about today and all the immense, incredible resources that you can find online, still, you can still reach out and get help. You know, this, even with all the information that you've learned and all the resources and tools, still, if this is not working, you still reach out. And there are so many places that you can go to for help, whether it's parent, teacher, um, somebody you trust in school, um, parent line, child line, all of those are, are jigsaw, are great places to go. So yeah. if, if tapping into things like the breath work and meditation and all those things aren't working for you, reach out mm-hmm. is just the one final little bit of advice that I would give. Mary, thank you so much for sharing so much uh, really practical advice here. I really, really hope it'll make a difference for people. I It feels soothing to my inner teenage self that uh, felt very frazzled by it. But what I will say about my experience was I was actually kind of grateful in the end that I did have a wobble or two beforehand. 
uh, at the mock stage because it like you say it gave me that experience of like okay well what do I need to do to make myself feel a little bit better what can I put in place what um you know support can I put in place for myself and maybe that was when I started to listen to that particular music or something and um, so don't try to avoid the anxiety allow for it accept it be, be kind to yourself for it and know that like we said at the beginning you don't have to be anxiety free to get through your exam actually you do need a certain amount of it so it's just about bringing it down from that um anxiety that's really you know really negatively impacting you to that optimal anxiety and with everything that you've said there if you can put that in place you will absolutely get there and um, so I can't thank you enough for for being my guest and I and I hope that your students and everyone else listening um does really really well but remember it's not the be all and end all exactly couldn't have said it better myself yeah <laughs>